Is your sex life dying with age? And is there any way that you can revive it? What is up, sapiosexuals? Thank you for turning on Sex in South Beach with your girl, Dr. Sanjaya, America's sex educator. So the sex situation we're getting into today is all about how to bring a comatose love life back from the dead. And I am so excited to have a renowned sexual wellness expert, Susan Bratton in the house. She is not only the founder of Personal Life Media and The 20, she is an authority in bedroom techniques and communication skills that naturally really revive your oomph put the spice back in your love life. She's all about natural ways to improve vitality for everyone, men, women, and everybody in between. And she really does know how to get the bedroom game going. She knows a lot about regenerative treatments, especially that really revive your desire and your performance. I am so excited that you're joining us, Susan. Thank you for being here. Hi, Dr. Sanjaya. I do too. I'm so happy. And I was thinking maybe this episode should be called Your Sexuality, The Resurrection. Oh my God, that's so good. That's probably going to be the title. That's right. Oh, that's so good. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you help people resurrect their sex yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, it's interesting. Some of the things that I want to talk about with regard to this particular area of our sexuality are that, first of all, most people, they, they have this kind of um, planned obsolescence of their sexuality. They, they think, okay, well, you know, I guess after I have kids, I don't really need to have sex anymore. Or they think by midlife, I'm not going to have a sex life. Or they have an ageist mentality around sexuality, like, ew, old people having sex, that's disgusting. And so they're never going to be one of them because they, they have this negative mindset. Or they have health issues or even just painful sex or loss of erectile function or lo loss of sensitivity, loss of lubrication, et cetera, depending on the, the genital system. And, and they think, well, I guess my sex life is over. And so I think what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be basically reversing all of these myths and mindsets that prevent us from having what I like to call ageless sexuality. Um, I like people to think about the fact that that their sexuality is part of their personal growth. You know, I really think about health from a, a very systemic level like you do. And um, our libido is the other side of the same coin of our health, our overall health. When you don't feel well, it's a direct correlation to your libido. And so many people think, oh, it's my hormones, I'm getting too old, or what have you. And that is not at all the case. Right. So the thing that I think is the most important thing is to, there are two things that are kind of going through my mind here. And one is that most people are going to give up on their sex life. And yes. so by, by thinking about this conversation as a resurrection, we're really only talking to the people who are like, yeah, I, I kind of miss it. I want more. I want it to be, my sex life is important to me and I want to make sure to preserve it, protect it, or even use these regenerative therapies I'm going to talk to you about to get myself back in the game. I'm not talking to the people who've given up. 
I'm not right. here to convince you. You've really tapped on a couple of really, really important points. But yeah. I love what you're saying that really sexual sexuality is an evolution. You're creating these spaces and these strategies that allow people to play and evolve in a fun yeah. way. And I think that is so important and it's so fierce, ageless sexuality. Like yeah. you should pretty much know how to do everything better at 40 than when you were 20, right? Everything yeah. down the line, you should know how to do it better at 40 or else you wasted 20 years of your life. But and it gets better because I'm 62 and I'm having the best sex of my life by far. Wow. I love my body. Yes. I think my vulva is absolutely gorgeous right now. It is so pretty and so luscious and lubricated and juicy and responsive and orgasmic. More than when I was 20. More than when I was 30. Wow. So it doesn't have to swirl down the toilet. I like to help people get on what I call the upward pleasure spiral, where sex keeps getting better and better and better. And I think one of the things you're really looking for me today to give you is, okay, well, what's the strategy for doing that? What do I need to think about and know to, to, for that to be my life too? Absolutely. And as you know, one of the top complaints, especially among women, yeah. as we age, a lot of women, I think it's something like over 70% experience vaginal dryness. And I loved mm -hmm. how you said, you know, my clitoris is juicy luscious. luscious. It's mm -hmm. delicious. It's, yeah. It sounds so... And it's not even my clitoris. It's my clitoris, my labia, my mons, my perineum, right. my inner labia, my urethral sponge, which is my G-spot, my perineal sponge, which is the third leg, if you will, of the clitoral, urethral, perineal, erectile tissue complex, my vaginal canal. Everything is plump, moist, beautiful, juicy, responsive, highly orgasmic. And I'd love to talk about how I made it that way. And I think everybody, whoever's listening, you need to stop the show and rewind and just listen to what Susan said. All of the different sensual parts of a woman, naming all of those anatomical places, it was very sexy. So tell us, I know everyone's waiting to hear, how does everything stay so uh, plump and prepared and responsive? And I wanted to, before you tell us, one thing I wanted to say is, Another wonderful thing that I recognize in you and you saying that you're 62 years old and you're having the best sex of your life, I think everyone should also have hope. I'm in the middle, I call this primetime parenting years. I'm running from work to basketball, to homework, to teacher meetings, to trying to get dinner on the table. There's My life is so full of so many different responsibilities. And it is wonderful to look forward to a time when I have more me time. And that's yeah. the time when you really wanna have the best sex of your life because you actually have time that you don't have to get up at 4.30 in the morning like I do to try to get everything done. So mm -hmm. if you're out there feeling sad because you're entering menopause or you're in the middle of it or the kids are leaving home and you're dealing with empty nest syndrome, you know, this is a way to get excited about what can lie ahead for you. So Susan, how do you do it? Tell us. Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. First thing that I want to, I'm going to go into what I call a sexual biohacking stack. 
Okay. And what, what biohacking is, is a term that came from the longevity and anti-aging world. And it was really about how to expand, extend not just how long we live, but our health span. And I think extending your health span so that you, 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 know, you live till 90 or 100 and you live in a healthy, vibrant way is a fantastic strategy. And what I did was I said, well, let's add on to that extending our sex span, having frequent and pleasurable and orgasmic intimacy a few times a week, if possible, which will extend our the amount of time we can enjoy pleasurable sex, which is honestly until the day we die. And what's interesting about it is that when you extend your sex span, you're actually adding to your health span. They are mutually supportive constructs, and you can actually extend your health span longer than someone who doesn't focus on their intimate relations just by doing that. There was a study in Europe done that, ha that showed, and I've got a lot of studies that I could rattle off, but I, I'm just going to tell you this one because it's so directionally interesting. And that is that there were 3,500 people shown pictures of people between the ages of 18 and 80, and they were supposed to guess their age. And there was this group of people, and they, they ended up looking at this group of people because everybody guessed them to be 10 years younger than their actual age. And they called this subset the super young. And they were looking through all the data and all the surveys and all the questions that they asked them, trying to figure out what it was about these people that made them look so young. And they puzzled and they puzzled and they puzzled. And then one day they figured it out. They looked at a cross tab of data and said, oh my God, these are the people having intimacy three times a week or more. Yeah. And it's the, the neurotransmitter production, the hormone production, the oxytocin, the rebooting of the nervous system, the massive vascularization, all the blood that flows to your brain, all the blood that flows to your whole entire system, all of, the, all of those things and more that we get from a pleasurable, intimate experience with ourself or with another person that actually contributes to looking young. It's worth my time, my focus, my intention, my investment in learning how to have great sex. And great Absolutely. sex comes from three, three areas. A very stable stool has three legs. It's actually more stable than four legs. And that three-legged stool is bedroom communication skills, sexual health and wellness, lifelong sexual health and wellness, and sex techniques. Those three things, that's what I do as a way of introducing myself. I'm a publisher. I've written 44 books and programs and published the work of five other incredible mentors of mine to teach the skills and the communication techniques and then also these health things that keep you, keep you juicy. Right, right. That is really, really critically important. And I agree with absolutely everything you've said. And to your point, sex three times a week, satisfying sex three times a week. That's the I don't call it sex. I call it intimacy because when people say sex, they think intercourse. And people who don't right. feel well or they're barely having good sex at all but want to, that seems daunting. Absolutely. And absolutely that's absolutely. because the religious repression has created this notion 
that there's foreplay and sex and sex is what you are focused on and sex means intercourse because sex was for procreation only according right. to the church and so we've gotten that downstream programming that really when you're not having great intercourse because you haven't learned how because orgasms are a learned skill the body can have 20 different kinds both male and female bodies but all people across the gender spectrum have access to the three different kinds of 20 orgasms. You have, you just have to learn them. Well, and then you can have, my, my 44th book that I'm writing now is Orgasmic Intercourse, How to Cross the Gasm Chasm. How to close that <laughs> orgasm gap one of your recent guests was yes, talking about. We were talking, because yeah. people think they can't do it and it's simply just a learned skill. We've had this approach where we've kind of been having what I call the patriarchal perspective and experience of sex, quote unquote. And what I want to promulgate is the matriarchal perspective on what sex would be like if women were creating sex from the ground up. And once we get to what pleases women, Men are pleased inevitably anyway. And so I really like to talk about what that is because women are like, oh shit, I never thought about that. That's exactly what I want. Thank you. I'm going to ask for that now. <laughs> right. And to your point, that's a very good point. I also consider sex, people do only think of penetration when we yes. talk about sex, but sex is anything that gets you off and that's right oftentimes clients come to me and they have sex problems and what they really have is penetration challenges but that's there's right. so many other ways to enjoy intimate pleasure other than penetration yes. and so but the studies unfortunately the studies that show the benefits of sex most of them are really the health studies that I've that I've read are really yeah. focused on penetrative sex. So we know like men, if they ejaculate four more times a week, their prostate cancer risk is reduced. Yeah. We know that women who don't produce enough oxytocin, yeah. they actually have a higher risk for Alzheimer's and dementia. So we know that there's some real health benefits, some very tangible health benefits that, um, that will, um, contribute to the quality of our life as we age perhaps mm -hmm. it can prevent a disease or um or it can actually you know it can reduce our risk for developing one and the other thing about sex the simple act of being intimate with another person as you said it fires up all of these neurons in from your brain through every mm -hmm. cell in your body producing dopamine serotonin prolactin you know um all of oxytocin all of these wonderful hormones and those come from healthy people the more right. of those that you produce the yes. healthier and the more and happier 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 healthier sex is what we're all looking for yeah reminding everyone sex does not just mean penetrative intercourse, intercourse. but However, tell us what is your yeah. strategy susan because i'm yeah. staring at you and you definitely look 10 years younger than what you said your age was and and you come across as an extraordinarily sensual you know really intellectually 
um, evolving still and intellectually evolving. Not only I'm are on you fire. smart, but you're just like, I want I want more, more, more. And so yeah. you're hungry. You're still intellectually hungry. You don't seem yes. like you're settled. Like this is life and I'm just going to go off into my golden ages. You're like, oh no, this is life. And I'm yeah. going to enjoy this joyful you know, opportunity that I have to be my best self. And with that comes mind-blowing sensual experiences. So how do you keep your response cycle in check? Because I know this is yeah. a challenge for so many people as they age. Yes. Yeah. I, um, you know, your sexual vitality is the other side of the same coin as your passion for life. Your passion in the bedroom directly is related to your passion for life. The zest, the lust for life, that's, that's all the same mechanism in your body. Those, the, pleasure, the pleasure created through passionate lovemaking fuels and informs the rest of the way you move in the world. So that's just another reason to learn new skills. So let me talk about specifically this sexual biohacking, sexual regenerative therapy strategy. Because um, in my mid-50s, I started to have vaginal atrophy and painful sex. My introidal sphincter was very delicate. My vaginal mucosal lining became quite friable. And, um, and that's so totally normal. So many people, that's a regular experience. Which it's, it's part of the aging process. Um, part of what happens is, you know, if you think about your, you think about your older family members, they're much smaller than they used to be. So we're, we're essentially desiccating, we're shrinking as, as we have more and more damaged cellular material, as we are less hydrated, etc. Um, as we have less vascularization, we have retraction and atrophy. And so what you're really doing is you're trying to go against retraction and atrophy. You're trying to get things moving. So the very first thing is blood flow. So the foundation of that is high intensity interval training, bodybuilding, muscle, muscle strength building. The second thing is nutrition. Um, ultra processed foods are really what is creating the, and, and I don't think about it as an obesity epidemic. I think about it as an obesity illness directly due to the fact that most of us live in food swamps and food deserts because everything is processed foods that have been, that the real foods have been replaced with chemical yes. mock-ups of actual foods. And if you food. eat out, I don't even like to go out to restaurants. I don't even, I try to be in a position where, thank God for Airbnbs instead of hotels these days where you can actually cook your own foods. I try to eat whole real foods 90% of the time. Yes. Because that will keep your gut microbiome, your vaginal microbiome, your cognitive function, your vascular system, and just your life energy going. So those nutrition and exercise are the foundation. Now let's add from there. Absolutely. The, the second thing that happens is nitric oxide production because your genital systems work on blood flow. And nitric oxide, I actually have a supplement company in, in addition to a publishing company and I make a, an organic nitric oxide booster made from fruits and vegetables. When you're 50, you have 50, you have half the nitric oxide production you used to have when you were 20. And that's if you're still eating leafy green vegetables and beetroot because our food supply, the nitrates in our food supply have diminished because our soil is poor. The second thing is that if you use 
um, antibacterial mouthwash or killing off the bacteria that convert the nitrites in the nitrates into nitrites. And then if you have acid reflux again from bad carbs and sugar, you are taking anti, you know, taking proton pump inhibitors and acid blockers. You're killing your stomach acid, which you need high stomach acid for production from the nitrites into nitric oxide. So you can't get the blood to flow to your brain, to your heart, or to all your parts when you need it to. You don't have enough blood in your body to push everything all the time. It gets your vascular system squeezes and sends blood to your pelvic bowl for arousal. Yes. If we can't get that blood flow into our pelvic bowl and we don't have enough time and enough what we call foreplay, but you right. and I, we, you know, we call it sex. Yes. Um, if we don't have enough foreplay, 20 or 30 minutes of kissing, breast play, and genital pleasuring, we get, we need the kissing and the breast play as the way to get the blood flowing from the inside. We need the external stimulation, the manual, oral, toys, things like that from the outside so that we get that full plumpness of our erectile tissue. We, so we basically have our female erection. Right. That takes 20 or 30 minutes. And the problem is that most people's quote unquote sex, which is drive to intercourse and be right. done, have one orgasm if you're lucky, that they're doing in 10 or 15 minutes. She never even achieved full erection. No wonder she doesn't want to have sex. But we'll circle back to the solutions right. for that. But I'm, I'm laying the stack of regenerative therapies. So right. nitric oxide, you need it and you need to yeah. supplement it after 40 because you, and you need to really double down on your veggie eating because that's what gets the blood into your parts before you go on it's also as you get old those are the same things so many younger women are worried about how they taste and how they mm. smell and if mm. you follow this information that susan and i they anyone listening has heard me say these things too Good. in the yeah. past you will taste just delicious like you should exactly yes how you should yes and yes. things like i'm always saying eat watermelon because you were yes. talking about how you can have synthetic citrulline but watermelon yes. is yeah. i actually take the rind of the watermelon and put it in a smoothie Pomer that's so smart because my supplements made from organic for organic watermelon rind that's where the most citrulline is yes. you can you can also pickle watermelon rind it's really good oh i didn't know that can yeah you? you can pickle it yeah you don't have time to do any pickling right, right now you don't right. have any canning right. time right now but in the future you might be able yes. to which would be good in 10 right? years Yes. Yeah, exactly. In 10 years, you can be pickling your watermelon rind. Yeah, exactly. So, all right. So nitric oxide production. And I agree with you. My, that's why my supplement is made from whole, it's called flow, the nitric oxide booster. So the net, so that's your baseline. I got to get my, I got to get my citrulline going. Yeah. And, and watch my, get rid of my antibacterial mouthwash. And, and by the way, get rid of your fluoride toothpaste because that ruins your thyroid and lowers your metabolism, right? So then the next step up from that is um, estrogen replacement therapy. And estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone are a really nice combination. And I particularly put my estrogen, I have it compounded in a shea buttercream and I, in, and I insert it intravaginally for my estrogen replacement. And I put the testosterone and shea butter on my clitoral structure and labial structures, and it keeps them plump. And then I use a... one of your supplements that you use? No, you no, you have to get those. Those are prescriptions. Yes, I was just wanting to clarify for anyone listening who's... Yeah. Where's the shea butter supplement? Okay. 
Yes, that's a prescription. That's a compounded pharmacy prescription. And um, uh, I am still menstruating at 62. And wow. I'm doing I'm doing that wow. purposefully. I have a little saying, if she ain't bleeding, she's receding. Because <laughs> our menopause to me is planned obsolescence and it's a downhill slide to your death from there. So I'm pushing it off to extend my longevity. Because I am a biohacker in all areas of my life, not just my sexuality. Wow. So that's another piece. Now I'm gonna layer on top of that um, lubricant. It's called Foria. So what I like about Foria is that it's CBD-based, natural, all natural lubricants, and they are they include essential oils, organic essential oils. It's all sustainably grown. I've got plenty of lubrication, but I like to make love for a while and do a lot of different things. And so sometimes right. I I want to add more slipperiness. There's nothing wrong with that. You Absolutely. want to support your body. I always say the wetter, the better. The and wetter, the better. The wetter, I like and it. You were the second woman we have um, a couple of weeks ago. We had a scientist, a sexual scientist on who was doing her whole doctoral dissertation on THC and CBD mm-hmm. yeah. as a way to extend and enhance women's sexual pleasure through the lifespan. Um, yeah. And also- well, you know what's interesting about CBD is the endocannabinoid system is a play, is a pain relief and pleasure producing system. So for anybody that's thinking sex is painful, that's like that's like low-hanging fruit to add in right away. Nitric oxide, estrogen replacement. And if you can't do estrogen, if you're worried about estrogen um, and you have, you know, uh, genetic SNPs that or breast cancer prevent you from that, or- exactly, then DHEA is a good alternative. So um, I think that's really important too. I also wanted to just highlight the fact that Susan is using hormone replacement therapy. And one of the things that I think is important to discuss is HRT has gotten a bad rap. There was one small study in the 70s or 80s. Women's Health Initiative. And it was a very, very small study that showed, you know, some negative outcomes in like 1% of, Mm. or something like that, a very small amount of participants. Not using bioidentical hormones either. And that's what it all is. It's now all bioidentical molecules. And since then, not only has hormone replacement therapy evolved and become better, as you said, with bioidentical hormones, but there's also been a rich body of research published showing that most people do benefit. This is not advocating for anyone to take it, but also if you are a person who's who's thought about hormone replacement therapy, but you've been scared because I think socially there's this sort of notion, this myth that HRT is bad. You're gonna be from a small study that that many of our mothers read, um, that things are not the same. Science is continually evolving. And like Susan is paying such close attention to her health from the mouthwash, um, the, the type of toothpaste to what she's putting into her vagina. And I also definitely, I'm a big advocate of the vaginal suppositories as they're wonderful, tasteless, odorless, easy, Actually, they smell, they have cocoa butter and they smell a little bit like chocolate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, um, yeah, my husband's like, oh, it smells so good. (laughs) Yeah, you know, why not? Why not? So, I wanted to um, just highlight those are really salient points that I wanted people. I think that you're a wonderful role model for, I don't know, I want to say sexual or sensual vitality as we're growing. 
into our mature years. All right, all right, y'all. You know what time it is. It is time for your climax where I give you a little something, something to remember about how to increase your sexual vitality as you age. One, sexuality is an evolution. You are never going to stop unless you want to stop learning and enjoying how to have the best sensual, intimate experiences of your life. Susan is our role model for this. At 62 years old, she is still menstruating, y'all, because she wants to keep everything, extending her longevity. And once again, I'm going to remind you to rewind and listen to all the different ways that Susan is continuing to evolve her sensual, intimate pleasure. Two, Remember the three-legged stool that Susan talked about to understand. Actually, Susan, recap the three-legged stool for us. Yeah, it's um, passionate lovemaking techniques, bedroom communication skills, and sexual health and wellness treatments and therapies that keep everything working. So it's all three of those, and that is the combination that you need to continue evolving. And don't worry, if you're not having great sex now, if you can start really focusing on those three pillars, you can transform your sexual pleasure over time, and it doesn't have to be a long time. Three, it takes 20 to 30 minutes for women to build optimal responsive pleasure or desire. So where they really want to desire the next step, whatever that next step will be. And as we discussed, sex involves so much more than simply, you know, penetration. Right. Or sexual biohacking is really the cornerstone of what Susan is talking about and how she's really not only sustained her sense of sensual pleasure and responsiveness, but as actually enhancing it daily. You know, they say, you know, if you're not getting better every day, you're getting, uh. so Susan has taken that approach. Oh, hell no, I am getting better. Engaging in orgasmic pleasure at least three times a week can increase your sex span, health span, and lifespan. So remember that. And if you're not there yet, you can definitely get there. As you age, you generally have a little more time to focus on that too. And if you want more of Susan, where can everyone find you, Susan? Please give us all your handles, your website, everything. Yeah, the best place to find me is at betterlover.com. You can sign up to my newsletter there. And then if you have any questions anytime, you can hit reply and I'll personally respond to you. So betterlover.com is first. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram or any other location, it's my name, Susan Bratton. S-U-S-A-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. And for your daily dose of Nookie knowledge, follow me on all of the social media platforms. That's TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn. Come on, you know you want to link up. <laughs> Guys, I had so much fun talking with Susan about how we can really age into our sexual fierceness. You are not past your prime yet. Uh-uh-uh. It is still right in front of you. So let's get there. I had so much fun talking to you guys today, and I cannot wait to do it again next time. Thank you for tuning in to Sex in South Beach, where everyone comes for happier, healthier sex.
Don't you deserve great sex? Turn on the Sex in South Beach podcast to level up your love life. Sex in South Beach, hosted by Dr. Sanjaya, America's only Ivy League educated sexologist and medical professor at the University of Miami. Find Sex in South Beach wherever you listen to podcasts. Sex in South Beach, where everyone comes for happier, healthier sex.